Good morning, Revival Life Church. Good morning. Hey, it's Sunday morning. Who's ready to do some church? Pastor Tracy, myself, Carl Thomas. Here we are in Boca Raton. We're doing church today. Hey, so crack open your Bible. We're going to get in the Word. Brandon's not going to break his neck. Good morning, beautiful people. How you doing today? Man, oh man, was that worship good or what, guys? Man, I felt the sweetest presence of God roll into the room. That was, that was good. Hey, this is what I love about uh, Revival Life Church. I love the fact that we just welcome the presence of God no matter where we are. There he is. Amen? So, hey, if you've got a Bible, uh, we're going to crack it open to mor- to this morning. Uh, let's start with some prayer, if we could, because uh, I know there's a lot of fear in the world today. I know um, there's a lot of uncertainty. And if you're out there and you're watching us this morning, hey, listen, uh, God is with us, right? He is for you. He, he's still alive. He's not surprised. He's not caught off guard. He's not shocked. He's not even worried. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are alive. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are good and we can trust you. Lord, I pray that you'd be with us this morning. We pray for every person who's hurting in their heart this morning, every person dealing with fear, every person who feels isolated, and we pray for every person who feels a little sick. We just declare the healing power of God upon your life this morning. Wow. The fellowship and comfort. Ha. Ha ha ha. Wow. Of Holy, wow, of Holy Spirit this morning. Wow. I feel the presence of God. I, I, I believe you do too. Welcome. Welcome. We're going to church this morning. Amen. Listen, the church of Jesus Christ was created for this. We were created for this hour. This is, this is what the church was birthed in. I, I feel like the word is more pertinent than ever this morning in Isaiah. He says in chapter 1, wash your hands, make yourself clean, right? This is the word of the Lord for this hour today, right? This is the Word of God. Welcome. Welcome to Bible Life Church. Hey, hey, we're going to continue in our uh, Good Neighbor message series. This, this has been a good series so far. And hey, God knew that we were going to be in this message series at this time, right? Did He not direct our steps? Did He not, like, is now more than ever the time to be a good neighbor? You can't just drive to community anymore. You, we, we need our communities to be community. This, this is what we were created for. This is what the church was created for. And so today I have a word of encouragement. We're going to be about 19 minutes from here. And God's going to do miracles and I'm going to be that short. Hey, here's the first thing I want to tell you this morning, and I want you to get it in your spirit, right? Jesus is alive. You say amen. Jesus is alive this morning. Jesus is alive. He, he's, he's not dead. He, he didn't catch coronavirus, right? He's not, he's not trapped in fear. He's not hoarding toilet paper. Jesus is alive this morning. Ha, ha. And he's present with each of you this morning. He's here. And, you know, we've been going week to week by this thing as we heard this virus was over in Asia. And then we kind of started going day by day. Now it kind of feels like we're going hour by hour, doesn't it? Like we just... Like, it feels like life is going faster than the news. Like, this is, it, 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 it can feel like the world is overtaking us at times. But let me tell you what, all throughout the Bible, all throughout history, crisis breeds innovation. Crisis has always 
breeded innovation. The church was birthed in conflict. The church of Jesus Christ was birthed in uh, persecution. It was birthed in an hour uh, when uh, people were trying to murder Christians and it felt like the walls were closing in from every side and there were letters written to the churches saying, hey, hard times are coming, get ready, but keep worshiping, Holy Spirit is with you. This is, this is the message. It's always been the message of the church and it feels like things are in flux, but th- th- the church has always been under persecution. Now just the world feels a little crazy, but in the midst of this, this, this confusion, in the midst of this uh, uh, this onslaught of sickness, we get to actually be the church now. We get to actually be the church. We get to be the ones reaching out. We get to be the ones going door to door. We get the ones be the ones carrying this word of comfort to our neighborhoods. We get to be the church in our neighborhoods. And as I was praying for our gathering this morning, I heard this phrase that was like one of the earliest scriptures that God ever spoke to me. And I just had caught up in my spirit. And it's out of Philippians chapter three, verse 12. And this is one of my life verses, and I just kind of want to impart some faith for you this morning. He says, Paul is talking about, hey, I haven't gotten there yet, he says, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was also laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Listen, Jesus got a hold of you for a reason. He put you in your neighborhood for a reason. He gave you your neighbors for a reason. He gave you your church for a reason. He gave your online community for a reason. And he's saying, listen, don't give up until we've got the prize, till we've laid hold of everything he told us to. We captured every soul that he died for. We can't give up. We have to keep pressing ahead. We, can't, we, we, we have to go forward. Listen, this is an opportunity to do what we never thought we could do before. This, this is an opportunity. The door is open now for the church to go out and be a light in our community, to be a word of hope in our community, to be the word of faith in our community. We don't need big faith preachers in conferences. We need big faith preachers right now. Now, I, uh, I, I, I'm both a man of faith and I'm a man of logic, right? So I don't want anybody to do anything stupid outside of the voice of God, right? One of my favorite uh, heroes, uh, Heidi Baker, uh, in the in the 90s, in early 2000s, she had stories of going into the leper colonies and laying hold of people who you surely would have gotten leprosy and she saw them healed and she would go into infectious disease hospitals where people were left to die and she would hug them to life. And it's, there were amazing stories then. It just feels a little more real now, though. It feels a little more real now. It feels a little more, a little less mystical, a little more dangerous, right? And I don't want you to step out in presumption, but I do want you to be motivated by love today. We need to be motivated by love. Now, the challenge with this infectious thing that's going around is it wants to breed in us fear, and it wants us to be isolated. Now, being the church remotely does not mean we are independent. We're still joined to the church all over the world in our church community right here in Boca Raton. And I very quickly today, uh, I want to share just three quick things um, that I want us to stay focused on. But if we remember nothing else, I want you to remember this. The world is never going to be the same again after this. This is the reality. Things are never going to be the same again. We can never go back to what we knew before coronavirus. We're never going to go back 
to how the world was. We're going to be marked, and it's time for us, the Church of Jesus Christ, to understand the, the seasons and the times and move with what God is doing on the earth. It's no coincidence that Revival Life Church felt this urgent push to begin developing small groups right at this time. We had a, life, we had a, a leaders meeting just before this whole thing came out, and we talked about, hey, listen, guys, everything we do is going to point towards small group in the next season. This is, and we had no idea this, this season was coming this quickly. But we had already laid it out. We had already developed plans. We already brought on staff to start working on it. God is not surprised. But just because we're doing things remotely doesn't mean we're going to be independent. Listen, you are not alone. Psalm 46, if you get nothing else out of today, God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in time of need. Listen, this, this is the word for us. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change and the mountains slip into the sea. Listen, we're going to keep heart. We're going to be staying the church of Jesus Christ. We're not going to be fearful. We're going to be here for one another. God will richly supply all our needs through Christ Jesus. We don't have to hoard and we don't have to be terrified. Listen, if you're taking notes, first thing I want you to write down right now. Hey, listen, this is super, super important, these three things in this season for all of us. Number one, stay hopeful. Stay hopeful. Stay hopeful. Now, now listen, you come from a long line of people who've conquered every pandemic that's ever hit the planet. Don't fail all your ancestors now. Don't give up the ghost now. Don't die before it even gets to us, right? In all of human history, your people have made it through every epidemic that's ever happened. You come from a long line of overcomers. Don't lay down and die now, right? Don't focus on worrying or complaining. This season will not be forever. It's not forever. It feels like it for a minute, but it's, it's not forever. Listen, we do need to relax. This, this is going to take a while to get through. And chances are things may get worse before they get better. And I know some of you have already lost your jobs and getting financial hardship. And listen, things may get worse before they get better. I want you to take time in this season and journal. Talk to God. Spend time in His presence. Do things that you know spark your spirit, man. You need to worship. God is working in this season. He's working in you. He's working in me. He's working in our community. Now listen, negative reports sometimes, here's what I want you to remember, become positive outcomes. Sometimes you get a negative report and you think it's the end of it and God turns it to something amazing. I have so many friends who weren't able to purchase a certain home and their hearts crashed and then they found the perfect home. So many people, they had a relationship and they thought that was going to be the forever relationship and it failed and later they say, I'm so thankful that thing didn't work out. Negative reports can, be, can have positive outcomes and right now, we just there's a negative report out there, but I believe God is going to use this thing. I believe he's going to connect us in a way that we, many people didn't realize we needed one another. We talk about being interconnected, and we are. And we need to remember that we're interconnected and stay interconnected on purpose. Okay, number two. Ha. Huh. Wow. Number two, I want you to stay productive. Stay productive. Listen, don't waste your time on YouTube and TikTok. And don't, don't, send, don't, don't give your life to the Internet. Stay productive in this time. Listen, be a friend to somebody. 
read your Bible. Like, we get to decide what the effect of this virus is. We get to choose. We not Now, here's what I want you to think to the parents. You are deciding what your children will remember about this season. What memory are you going to leave with your children? Is this the time that you hunkered down like a hurricane was coming? Or is this a season you planted that flower garden? Is, is, is this the season that you couldn't go to work? Or is this the season that you guys painted the living room? What, what are you going to do in this season to be productive, to kind of shape what you remember about this season? Like, we get to decide what this looks like. For me and my family, uh, we're, we're repainting. We're, we're, we're going to do some projects. I, I have some things that have been sitting around that needed to get done. And this is a season. I'm going I'm to look at the new lamp in my living room and say, I remember when I put that up, when I had that extra time to hang that in my living room. We're, we're, we're going to do some stuff in this season that we haven't done before. And that's going to mark this season for us. We're going to have online digital prayer meetings. And we're going to get together. We're going to be the church. We get to decide. And then we're going to say, hey, you remember that season? Oh, yeah, that's when the, the, the prayer group started online. That, that's what the, we get to decide. We're going to stay productive. I mean, it's beautiful outside right now. Go look at your grass, right? Go, go, let's, let's, let's walk around the neighborhood. Let's just appreciate the time that we get to slow down for a moment. When uh, this thing first started uh, popping off, and I didn't know uh, what was going to happen, and I uh, got my journal open, I began talking to God, and if I could be honest with you, I was a little worried. Uh, if I could be honest with you, I still am. Still am a little, I mean, let's just be honest. I'm a little worried. If you're not worried, you're not paying attention, right? Like, there's, there's plenty of reason to be, but I'm not fearful. And so I got my journal open, and I uh, asked God, okay, what, what, what do I need to be doing right now? Like, what, what needs to happen? And he said, I need you to focus on connecting with your wife. So into your marriage. God is still concerned about your relationships. I mean, he cares about the world. He cares about the country. He cares about our city. And he, but he cares about you. He cares about your marriage. He cares about your kids. And as my wife and I, we kind of lead the church together. And sometimes the tension has been high. And I understand why he said so into your marriage. Because in these times, the first thing that the enemy will attack is the most important relationships in your life. Let's purposefully sow into them in this season. And the third thing I want to tell you uh, is, is stay connected. Stay connected. Fight the desire to be isolated. There's going to be people in our community who have needs. And your pride is going to tell you to be alone. And there's people who want to help meet those needs. Like we want to be the church. We need to gather together. We need to feed off one another's spirit, off one another's relationship with Jesus, off of one another's anointing. We need to come together as a community. There's this uh, story about Elijah. And when Elijah was at his lowest and he had this massive battle that he won, but there was he stopped the rain and uh, he was this mighty man of God. But we read it in 1 Kings chapter 18. He was in this tough spot, and, and he, uh, he went to pray. And the Bible tells us that when he went to pray, he prayed in the hour of prayer. That means when they were offering the sacrifice, he was praying. What's the significance of that? He was praying when other people were praying. 
He knew they were ministering at the temple, and while they were ministering at the temple, he says, I'm going to get in on what these other people are doing with God, and I'm going to slide and multiply this anointing. He wasn't praying alone, though he was there by himself. He coupled his prayers with the prayers of Israel and then saw miracles happen. And so when we gather together in small groups online or just calling a friend, hey, we're not alone. God is right there with us. This isn't some 21st century thing. This is the church. This is what God is has always done. He's gathered us remotely by his spirit. Just because he couldn't meet physically doesn't mean he couldn't meet spiritually. And just because you can't get together physically doesn't mean you can't get together spiritually. Look, the Holy Ghost is moving right now in Boca Raton. He's moving in South Florida. He's going to meet needs in a way he never has before. Now, I just want to speak really practically here for a second. Coronavirus is not a faith test. If you're worried, you're not less spiritual. If you're isolating, you're not less spiritual. If you feel like the Lord has told you to go out and reach people, you're not more spiritual. We need to do what we have a peace about doing. We need to follow the peace of God in whatever we do. Listen, if you, like, let's not have faith tests for one another when it comes to pandemics. Let's give grace to each other. Let's give grace. Um, unless somebody is elderly, and don't give them grace. Tell them to stay home, right? If you're older and you're filled with faith, awesome. And you're like, no, 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 God has called me to be a faithful person. I have a, I have a, a scripture for you. There's a story in the Old Covenant. You may remember this when um, the plagues were happening and uh, all this was being poured out. And on the very first Passover, I don't, I don't know if you remember this story, that they went and they slaughtered the lamb and they got the blood and they put it over the, the doorpost. And then death came. And here's what the word says in Exodus chapter 12, 22. He says, and none of you shall go outside the door of his house until morning, until death passed over. Sometimes you just got to sit back and let God take care of things. Sometimes you got to just stay and put the blood over your door and say, I'm quarantined for a season, right? And if that's where you're at, no shame, right? Peace be upon you. Those of you who are in good health and you feel like you can help somebody, be smart. I'm not the Center for Disease Control. I'm not going to tell you what you already know, but be smart, right? Let's, let's be wise because we need you to stick around. We, we need you here. So just because we're socially distancing does not mean we're spiritually or relationally distancing. We are connecting more than other. And at Revival Life Church, we have three ways specifically that we're going to connect in this season. Do you have those three right here? There's three things. Number one, there are online small groups. Number two, we're going to have online prayer groups. And number three, we have a prayer hotline that we're going to be using. So there are online small groups. All of our small groups that we have are going to continue in online in Zoom meeting, right? And so you'll be getting an email from your life group leader to a link with uh, your small group. Uh, number two, we have launched prayer groups. Now, we're going to, if you go to revivallife.church forward slash life dash groups, or just go on our website, you'll find us there, right? Just go to our website. You can sign up for a small group and we're going to pray online together. Some small groups are going to pray online once a week. Some of you are going to pray every day, right? We're just going to pray together online. And the third, we have a prayer hotline. Now, if someone is unwell or you can't get out of your house and you need supplies, listen, we're the church. Don't sit there and suffer. We have a text number. 
What you want to do is you want to text RLC help to 97,000. RLC help to 97,000. If you're not feeling well, we want to be praying for you. If you need supplies, hey, we want to help out. Just this past week, several people, they were just stuck. And, and because South Florida has gone a little crazy, people are hoarding things because they don't trust God, right? And so some people had some needs for their babies, had some, I needed chicken breasts. I was tired of eating ground beef and we couldn't find chicken anywhere. And so a neighbor, you know, hey, we got, you're looking for chicken, we got chicken, we got, we, and we're just helping one another out. But if you're stuck, hey, let us know because someone has been raised up in this hour to help meet your need. Let's be the church in this season, amen? Let's pray. Father, we just love you this morning. We thank you so much for Revival Life Church. We thank you for, wow. We pray for every person who's struggling for peace, every person who's struggling for hope, every person who needs healing in their body. Father, we declare the blood of Jesus. We declare your peace and your comfort in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys.